she put her together a period kit to keep in her backpack. I don't even know what that entails. So I would have been so lost. I'd have been like, well, here's some toilet paper and some duct tape. Do what you got to do. You're listening to the Nacho Kids Podcast, where we discuss all things step family related. Real stories, real people, real help. Your hosts are the creators of the Nacho Kids Method and the Nacho Kids Academy Step Family Coaching Team, Lori and David Sims. Hey, man with no name. (laughs) That's the nicest thing you said to me all day. I know. I'm saving the one time I can use your name for later. Oh, okay. Okay. I know we talk about button pushers a lot, (laughs) but our guests today, a couple, of course, the man is a button pusher. Why do you say, of course, the man? There are many proud women button pushers in America and around the world. I know. Andrea's one of them. (laughs) Now, wait a minute, because you do this too. No, 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 no. Come on. Come on. You don't want to admit it, but you've done it recently. What did I do? And not only did you do it, but you enjoyed it. What? You did something to your son. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're button pushing. And you were just a laughing? What did I do? I was like, see how fun it is? What did I do? I don't remember. Then it didn't happen. It did happen. No. And I mentioned it when it happened. Oh, I know what it was. Putting stuff on the coffee table. Exactly. Yep. That's exactly what it was. And it wasn't pushing his buttons. No, 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 no. Don't try to back out of it. No, no. See, he pushes my buttons and will say, you need to clean up this coffee table, all this stuff on the coffee table. And we got a new coffee table, and he's like, it won't be long till it's full of papers, too. So that day before he came home from school, I ran in there and threw a bunch of papers on there. Pushing his buttons. No, I was proving him correct. You are pushing his buttons. It didn't work anyway. But you were trying to push his buttons. No, I wasn't. So it's amazing. No, to push somebody's Mm -hmm. buttons, Mm -hmm. you're trying to get them riled up. Exactly what you were trying to do to Jackson. No, because he riles me up by telling me to clean up the mess well, on the coffee there table. There is no way you're going to explain your way out of that one. You're just wishing I was a button pusher. No, no, I don't wish you were. Yes, you There's do. There's no room in this house for two of us. Exactly. Well, and actually, I'm not I, one. Actually, that'd be three of us. Yeah. Because <laughs> you are one. I'm not. I think secretly many people are. No. And they don't want to admit it. No. Yeah. No. Think so. But see, you do it. Closet button pusher. You do it to make people mad. No, I don't. You do it to make me mad. (laughs) There might be some truth in there. Yeah. (laughs) Because if I get really mad, then I start cleaning. Yeah. My house is clean right now, guys. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It was funny. I read a Facebook post and it said, Well, my husband realized that if he makes me mad enough, the whole house is clean. Mm -hmm. She said, So he continues to make me mad. It's worth it. No, it's not. It is. How about help clean up instead of trying to make us mad? (gasps) There's a genius idea. Because if I make you mad, I don't have to help you clean up. Because you're like, get away from me. I'll do it. (laughs) But do you know the amount of energy it takes to be angry versus the amount of energy it takes to be happy? Look, don't be mad at me because you can't handle your own emotions. Oh, Lord, you sound like my sister. (laughs) My sister... One time I helped her do something and I told her, I said, you make me feel guilty. She's like, don't blame me for how you feel. Exactly. (sighs) Now I see that your sister was more right than wrong. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Thank goodness she's not here to hear that. (laughs) Because that would be bad. All right. Today, our guests. The button pusher and his wife. (laughs) (laughs) Crystal and her button pusher husband. Because remember, her name has to come first. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go pushing buttons again. I'm not pushing buttons. <laughs> pushing somebody's buttons. Somebody out there is like. It's chivalry, David. It's chivalry. Really? Yeah. Really? Do you not know what chivalry is? Yeah, that's what happens when you stay out of the cold too long. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's shivering. <laughs> Goober. You know what chivalry is because you opened my door for me. I know. And, and my name goes first on stuff. No. That's why it's Mr. and Mrs., not Mrs. and Mr. No, that's why everything that you find with Nacho Kiss is Lori and David. Well, that's because this is your company. <laughs> well, see. I'm just a flunky in the closet. <laughs> All right, let's talk about our kids. <laughs> okay, they've been married three years. He has two kids, a son that's 15, a daughter that's 13, and they have the kids 50-50, but Crystal has no kids of her own. Okay. Okay. Her husband, button pushing Mike, DM, <laughs> is a stepkid himself. He had a stepmom that nachoed and a stepdad that didn't. And let's just say the stepdad and him didn't have a good relationship. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. The hardest part of blending for Crystal was feeling like she didn't belong in the pre made family. Mm-hmm. I think that's even harder when a childless stepmom comes into the picture. Because at least with Jackson, it was, I still had my little family. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Your little family, yeah. Well, it wasn't just me. Right. I brought him along to torture him to try to blend. Yeah, but just think of it as like, you know, those foods where it's like, just add milk, you know? And it's nasty if you don't. <laughs> or just add water. Okay. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's like, it would be nasty without you here, Lori. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm thinking... That Jackson and I are like salt and pepper. Mm, more like cayenne, pepper, and <laughs> oregano. What? And basil. That's what you are. Oregano and basil. Because it's like, just a little bit is good. Too much is, whoo, good lord. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Talking about my sweet baby again. <laughs> Crystal was very smart, and she came into the situation not showing. Well, good. If you can come in nachoing, it's golden, folks. It's golden. Mm-hmm. If you come in acting like super stepmom and then have to go to nachoing, it's hard. Yeah. What's even harder is when you like get to the point where everything is about to completely blow up and then you start. It can be done, but wow, it's tough. Especially for someone like me that has trouble keeping their opinions to themselves. Yeah. Or is it themselves? You just can't keep it anywhere. (laughs) It's just like a sneeze. Hey. Because all everybody. I have made a miraculous recovery. You have. Finally joined There's lots of things that I don't say to you (laughs) that pre-nacho I would have. Same to you, buddy. (laughs) Look at him. (laughs) Trust me. My tongue hurts too. I bite it quite frequently. (laughs) We need to talk about that, David. (laughs) About biting my tongue? No, about... You seem to be lacking on your nacho skills with my son lately. Because you ain't stepping up as a parent. It don't matter. <laughs> do you not understand what nacho means? Um, I'm not. That I'm means not, you do not say anything negative to or about my sweet baby. I don't say anything negative to or about. I just remind you of the consequences <laughs> of your choices. Look here. <laughs> We're going to make you go back through the academy. What's funny is that you let him do things that you would completely flip out about if I let my kids do it. Well, I'm talking flip out. Well, that guilty parent syndrome runs strong in me. I know, but it's, I'm telling you, it's all I can do not to remind you. You do remind me. That's oh, why you're not not No, sure it's all I can do to not to remind you that when my kid was this age, if they were doing this, 
you would absolutely be all over me. Like, how dare you let them do that? I know. You were such a bad parent. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> and then, you know, your kid comes up, same age, same circumstances, and it's like, it's okay, Todd. You do whatever you want to. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> At least you recognize it. And it's funny because we've talked about this before. It's almost like we have higher expectations for our stepkids than we do our bio kids. I think part of it too is you've not been there. Like you're making, you were making decisions. I wouldn't say decisions. You were making, drawing your conclusion, I guess. You were doing that based on what you knew at the time. You've not parented teenagers, but you were making decisions about whether it was right or wrong for a teenager to do certain things. Now, when your kid becomes a teenager, now you are tasked with that parenting decisions and choices. And it's very different now. It's almost like the first kid, you know, you're more strict on the first (laughs) kid kind of thing because you've not been there before. Um, Oh, no, my parents were opposite. Well, yeah, but look who the first kid was. Um, Not or, or like when you have the first baby, you do all this crazy stuff for the first baby. Then the second one, you're like, throw them outside and getting dirty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the, you know, it's, I think it's, it's kind of some of that, that, and, and there, the other thing too, is you look at kids kind of through the lens of yourself. Like when I was 15, I know what I was doing. And so you're not going to do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So for me, I was a perfect kid. So it was easy, <laughs> <laughs> it was easy to let my kids do more with you. Very opposite. You were off the chain at 15 years old. I was not off the chain. I was just dangling by it. You were. Okay. So anyway, Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Kind of Just because you didn't get busted doing the stuff you were doing does not mean you were the perfect child. Just means I was better than you at doing the butt stuff or whatever. But anyway. (laughs) Well, I told on myself because, you know, that's how I am. Uh, Trust me. I didn't do near as much. (laughs) <laughs> you did. You don't know. I haven't told you much. You ain't got to tell me much. <laughs> look in your eyes and tell. Stop talking to my daddy. <laughs> All right. Carry on. All right. Well, let's just get to listening. Okay. Good. Before you know, I start shooting you with the nerfing. Oh, don't get all upset, darling. I'm not upset. Well, you started this whole thing about me not nachoing your son. Well, you're not doing a very good job of it here lately. What do you mean? I'll point it out next time. <laughs> I'm going to, we're going to have a keyword. A keyword. When you overstep your boundaries. What about when you overstep yours? Your kids are gone. It don't matter no more. And I reengaged. Okay. What about the keyword when you're not doing the parenting thing the way I think you should do it? Then you just remind yourself that he's not your kid. <laughs> and I'm not your daughter for you to tell what to do. Stay in your lane, David. Stay in your lane. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, hear a little bit about the academy and how you can learn. <laughs> How to nacho each other's kids. <laughs> and David will be starting the Nacho Kids Boot Camp again soon. <laughs> no, I won't. I'm the perfect step parent. Lord help. <laughs> As we end this on a lie. What? <laughs> I'm kidding. David and Jackson have a good relationship. Oh, now, after 20 minutes of fussing <laughs> about it. You yeah, just... No, y'all do. But there are times that you'll say, mm-hmm, if that was my kid, and then I just tune you out. Because I'm like, if I hear what you've got to say, then I'm going to play tit for tat. And that's never good. I have not said that in weeks. <laughs> All right, y'all. <laughs> I'm just reminding you of the differences in being a parent and a step-parent. That's all. Okay, that's good. Let's move on. (laughs) Okay, here's a word about the Academy. There is a way to save your sanity and your relationship, and it's called the Nacho Kids Academy. 
In the Nacho Kids Academy, you will learn the skills and knowledge to properly nacho, techniques to handle step family challenges, ways to improve your communication, and much, much more. Visit nachokidsacademy.com and sign up today to join other step parents who are seeing the life-changing benefits of nachoing. Again, that's nachokidsacademy.com. Today, we have Crystal and Mike. Hey, Crystal and Mike, how are y'all? Hi, guys. Great. How are you? Why can't it be Mike and Crystal? It's never Mike and Crystal. (laughs) Because C comes before M. Oh, that's a good cop out. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Because I even say Lori and David. Hmm. Interesting. You put the best foot forward. Mm. Exactly. I'm I'm okay being behind. Crystal and Mike is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Let's get to, let's get it going early. <laughs> that's 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 less blame I have to take. If she's first, then that's you know, then it's her fault first. Yeah. Well it's easier to push somebody when you're behind them. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we haven't um talked to Crystal and Mike for more than what two minutes and we realized that Mike is a button pusher. Mm. Allegedly, that's 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 alleged button pusher. Oh, yeah. so you don't claim it like David. You're not proud of it like David. I just go about life and whatever happens, happens. <laughs> he's a, he's a, bu- a button pusher by consequence. Yeah, it's never, you know, it's never on purpose. But, you know, sometimes stuff happens. Oh, yeah. see, David's is 120% intentional. Take 100% responsibility for my button pushing. <laughs> yeah. Lori, did you find that at first it, it gradually showed up, like you kind of hit it at first and then bam, button pushing, you know, yes. it was just hardcore after a oh, while. Oh yeah, I hit mine uh, <laughs> so much at the beginning. It's like, where did this come from? Yeah, they have to hide it at first. Oh yeah, I had mm-hmm. to pretend to like beer and that was a whole crazy, crazy <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's hard suppressing that. It's very difficult. <laughs> like, it, it, I mean, I can't tell you. It was easier to hide my kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I waited till the first, I love you. And then I'm like, okay, now I can start with that. Now I'm in. Now I can start with the button pushing. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to turn it up really slow. Oh yeah. And then one, <laughs> one day you just end up like us. Exactly. Wide open. Yep. <laughs> Full throttle. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's an epidemic that people actually love. So no, I'm, I'm, they I'm, don't. <laughs> <laughs> we stuck around though. So yeah, there's that. No, it is. Well, they so, sucked us in. They lied to us. You see, we were betrayed. So, yeah. so Mike, here's the here's the question I always ask: is Why do you do it? Because I know why I do it. Mainly boredom. Okay, we'll be, That's, we'll yeah. be sitting. You know, if we're sitting watching, she makes me watch all this garbage TV. Mm-hmm. And if we're sitting watching Ninety Day Fiance, or uh, That's a good reason to to make her mad. Or you know, uh, Love After Lockup, or, or one of these shows. <laughs> And I just get bored. It's like, hmm, I'm just going to take her sock off and throw it at her face. <laughs> so little things like that, just to entertain myself. Yeah, that's good. I like that. No, I'm going to have to stop wearing socks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw my sock at you. <laughs> oh, no, that's even worse. That's wrong. You know, we'll be in the bedroom doing laundry. He'll be folding stuff. Randomly, he'll just look over, pick up my stuff and put it on the floor. <laughs> so I have to randomly pick it up and put it back. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Trying to spice up the laundry. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what to say to you, Mike. I mean, David would just be so glad I'm folding laundry. He wouldn't mess with that part. No. Well, I'm, I'm folding my laundry and then she's folding. We're separating it. And every once in a while, I'll be done first because she wears eight outfits a day. Mm-hmm. So I've got minimal things to fold. So when I'm done, I'm still in the room. And if I get, you know, if it's boring and. <laughs> 
You just accidentally knock off a pile of clothes. <laughs> He's like a cat that needs to push things off of shelves. Yeah. Just to get my attention. You know, I, I like those dressers where all their drawers are exactly the same because you can just move them around. You know, they yep. go and they start checking out, where's my stuff at? You know? Well, hers are overflowing. I couldn't even begin to try to move them around. I would, it would be an avalanche. <laughs> same here. I've got enough socks to last a whole year without washing any. There's literally a whole drawer of socks. I've got three drawers, but they're small drawers. No, these are, these are, it's a pretty big dresser. And one drawer, like I have one small nightstand, socks and underwear. She has a whole dresser, mm -hmm. you know, one for socks, one for underwear. Mm -hmm. The other three, I have no clue what's in mm -hmm. there. Don't look. But they're all full to capacity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, see, I have a drawer for white socks, a drawer for black socks. Organization. Yeah, stop there. <laughs> now, see, I, I have a drawer for uh, parts of socks. <laughs> <laughs> Lonely socks. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. So, are, are they a blended family? <laughs> yeah, or, I think uh, they are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure anymore. <laughs> yes, they have been married for three years. Mike has a daughter who is 13 and a son who is 15, and Crystal is child free. I am. Wow. You turn around and walk away. <laughs> it was it was like the uh like the great white buffalo when I found her. She was single, had no kids, had a good job. And I was like, man, I gotta corral this somehow. Yeah. Now that's that's interesting because when I was in the dating world, you I guess you could say, I was all very, over the dating world. Look here. I didn't know which way to swipe. It just didn't work for me. Um, so when I was in the dating world, I was a little hesitant to even consider somebody who didn't have kids because I thought that might play against me. Like, you know, they don't understand the parenting thing because they don't have their own kids. I was at first. Okay. And then after going out on a few dates with people who had their own kids and they would inadvertently like tell me stories about like how they would raise a child or like one woman told me, you know, her daughter might've been like seven or eight and you know, she wouldn't eat her peas. So she just forced her to sit there for two hours until she ate her cold peas and wouldn't let her go to the bathroom and all the, I'm just like, mm, I don't know if I want you around my kids. <laughs> oh, wow. So I'm very particular about my children because I love them and I want them to be happy. So I was very cautious of who, you know, I was I was single for three, four, five years, maybe before, you know, after my divorce. And I think Crystal was only the second person to ever even meet them. Oh, so I was really, really picky about that. And then, um, yeah, she just has been just been perfect. Oh, how sweet, Crystal. I guess Crystal comes in with no um, prior experience in parenting. So you can just say, look, this is the way it works. The kids get away with everything. And, you know, right. <laughs> I molded her into the perfect stepmom. Hmm. I know. Let's dig into that. I want to hear that. I think she did it herself, but it really, it was me. It was you. The clay and Actually, guys, you are talking to two introverts. So I would say my introverted self, I watched very carefully. I was open to dating somebody with kids, but I, for me, it had to be a situation where, and, and I just knew this ahead of time. You know, we say we kind of naturally nachoed for different reasons. But I wanted to be with somebody who is capable of disciplining. Like, who is the disciplinarian? I don't want to come in and be the bad guy for somebody else's children. Because, you know, your odds are kind of stacked against you. I want the kids to like me. Mm -hmm. So I, I just wa quietly watched, you know, how does this person interact with his kids? Is, is he a disciplinarian? I don't want to be that person. So mm -hmm. after observing and, you know, kind of thinking about a couple of situations, slowly I trusted him and, and it worked out. And, and I didn't want her to be. I, to me, I, I growing up, I had a stepmom and a stepdad. My stepmom was very nice. She, 
you know, any, anything that happened, it was like, well, wait till your dad gets home. And we never had any issues. My stepdad, different story. He was very strict, you know, very kind of rigid with things. I never really got along with him. So I wanted my kids to really like her. So if there was any issues or she had an issue, she'd kind of pull me aside and then we would discuss it. And then I'd go to the kids like it was my idea. You know, hey, maybe we shouldn't eat macaroni and cheese in the bathtub. You know, things, things like that. So, and that literally happened, by the way. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> this was one thing um, that, you know, like I said, I was kind of observing different situations. And I thought overall, huh, this guy, you know, kind of has good control over the situation. But I know when we first dated, there was a time where I came over and, and you know, I noticed uh, a stepdaughter, you know, she, she's, she's not with us. I'm like, oh, you know, isn't she eating things? Like, yeah. And then she's in the bathtub eating mac and cheese. Like, what is going on here? <laughs> and to me, that's kind of like, I'm like, is that a red flag? Does that mean, you know, things are, she's kind of rules the roost. But I just, you know, you have to realize, I think I, I, the way I thought about it is if you're alone and especially after a divorce, you're raising your kids by yourself, you know, is this just a minor fluke thing? And overall, you know, there's control going on in the house or is this how every situation is? I found that most situations are calm, under control just kind of a weird thing here and there about, you know, eating mac and cheese in the tub. Now I did later talk to him and say, Hey, if your daughter is going to eat mac and cheese in the tub, I'm not cleaning that up. <laughs> just making that es establishing that. Just sounded to me like they were multitasking. Well, when she was younger, she was, she didn't eat a lot. So we would have dinner. She would pick a few things, not really eat a lot. And I was very worried about her not getting enough food. So then when she would take a bath, you know, she would be like, oh, I'm hungry. So I'd be like, oh, great. Any chance I can get her to eat more food. <laughs> so, you know, I'd get one of those little, little Mac things you put in the microwave and you just warm up real quick, single serve thing. And she would just snack on to the bathroom. Yeah. Luckily she grew out of this. Yeah. I was a little concerned about that, but yeah, it worked out. I was just happy she ate. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I would have thought. Now, <laughs> if, if I would have found out that one of the kids was eating Mac and cheese in the bathtub, I'd have been like, Okay. <laughs> yeah, especially as a woman without kids, a single woman, I'm kind of like, ah, do I want to take this on? So that did flag me a little bit, but I didn't see a lot of other situations like that. Well, I think it would have changed the flag from, you know, maybe a pink to a red if there was a bell that they rang, you know, oh. wanting more or wanting something to drink. No, she had a mac and cheese button. <laughs> It was one of those Amazon buttons. When you ran out of mac and cheese, you could push the button and they would send us more mac and cheese. Oh, my goodness. Yes. It wasn't a button to have me bring her mac and cheese like a butler. No, but Amazon did. Amazon brought her the mac and cheese. Yes. You know, we had a, a coaching call last night and there was a lot of contention around mac and cheese. There was, which is so interesting. Yeah. And now we're having another conversation about mac and cheese. So I'm really starting to wonder... You know, what's the deal with mac and cheese and stepkids? And why are people so bent out of shape about mac stuff and like cheese that? is the food of kids, I guess. And, and it's easy and quick. And yeah, I mean, I know when I first we first got together, I, I definitely I think I was sticking my nose in a little too much about, you know, what they're eating and is it nutritious because I'm a healthy eater. I exercise all the time. You know, Mike kind of does, too. And they're just kind of eating, you know, what they enjoy, what kids like. Mm -hmm. And I realized after the fact, I'm like, you know what? If he's okay with it, why why am I worried about it? You know, we, we just once in a while, we throw them a vegetable. They seem to be fine with it. <laughs> throw a piece of broccoli in that bathtub, girl. See what yeah, happens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're picky eaters because I'm a picky eater. Yeah, it took me a while to get that. Because, you know, we there, <clears throat> there would be an issue to where, you know, she would make these really great dinners. And the kids would kind of just be like, you know, they'd be polite about it. But then you'd see them like throwing away like half of their food. Yeah, they would never say it wasn't good. But growing up, I was always 
my my dad was always just like meat and potatoes, no condiments, nothing fancy, just straight easy stuff. And mm-hmm. so like that's just how I grew up. I never had like mustard and things like this. And to <laughs> me, they they were gross, like onions. Ugh. So my kids kind of grew up that way too because that's just how I ate. So that's how they ate. So if we went to McDonald's and I wanted a plain cheeseburger, I got everybody a plain cheeseburger because I didn't want my order to be messed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's smart. Yeah. Every, every time Lori and I go somewhere, she has to change the order every uh, time. Focus, David, focus. And it doesn't matter where we go, whatever's on it, she's got to change it. And every time, unless we go to Chick-fil-A, <laughs> every time it's wrong. Chick-fil-A seems to be the only ones that get it right. <laughs> uh, you know, it's interesting how, how we grew up and we developed different philosophies based on what we see. My my family growing up, it was the opposite. So we would go through a drive-thru and However, a number two comes, whether it has ketchup, mustard, that's what you need to eat because my parents didn't want to have to, you know, okay, take a pit off a pickle and, you know, this and that. They didn't want to do any of that. So they're like, okay, if you get a number two, you eat it exactly how it comes. So I was raised <laughs> the exact opposite as Mike. That reminds me, a friend of mine, my mom had taken us to McDonald's. God, we were maybe like seven. And I remember we're in the station wagon, you know, with the wood panel and on the side and my friend said, I want a cheeseburger without onions. And my mom's head spun around like the exorcist. Uh-huh. She's like, you'll yep. get it however they make it. Yep. That's <laughs> what I heard growing up. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm like that now. I'm like, I'm going to change anything I can. Well, I'll tell you, when we drive up to a drive-thru, even though I'm driving, I won't even place the order. Smart. He won't. No, I let her place the order because if not, she's... She's telling me these half a dozen ways to change the sandwich. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's me. Yeah, it's like I have to have it, you know, just usually plain. Like a, a year and a half ago, long story short, I, I became a vegan. So now I just kind of eat plant-based stuff. But before that, everything was just very plain, very simple. It was like cheeseburger, you know, meat, cheese only. That's it. And, you know, that drive, drive her crazy. The only time... I've really ever seen her mad at me. <laughs> we there had just been a hurricane that came through and we didn't have power at the house for like five days. So the two days in the middle of the week that we have the kids, we got a hotel room and a lot of the restaurants were still closed. So, you know, she's like, okay, I'm gonna get Wendy's. And, you know, she knew that I liked everything plain, but when she got back with Wendy's, it had all the stuff, mustard, onion stuff. And I'm like, we can't eat this. And she gave me this death look. Like I waited in line for like an hour at this fast food place. After, it was work, the only place we're after a, work, we're in a hotel. We can't get in our house. <laughs> you will eat this or you will die. My, my kids ate it. My, my kids, no, no, it's fine. They saw her look at me. They're like, no, no, we'll eat it. We'll eat yeah. it. And, and um, I still, I just had the French fries. I'm yeah. like, I'm not eating it. That was the only time I was so upset. Like I had to take a deep breath. I'm like, I'll be right back. I just yeah, she left. left the room for a minute, took a deep, I'd sit by myself, you know, just calm down because for whatever, I think it just all the combination of those things. I was just, that was hot. So, well, Crystal, you are very impressive because you obviously realized you were going a little too deep with things in the beginning and you backed up and you were able to walk out of that hotel room without shoving that cheeseburger in his face. Yeah. Not even close. She was very calm. She was like, I just need a minute. And I was like, oh, I didn't even realize she was mad until afterwards. Yeah. She, she she did that a few times in our relationship where I didn't even know it was happening to later on. And she was like, oh yeah, you know, when I, you know, I did this, this and this to, you know, cause I, I felt this way. And I'm like, Oh, I didn't even realize you, you know, that was an issue. And I'd have to kind of talk her down and be like, no, you know, that's, that's completely, completely not the case. Wow. 
You are an inspiration to us all, Crystal. <laughs> Thanks. So we know Mike won the lottery when he got you. <laughs> I did. After our first date, I had a trip to Guatemala planned to go fishing with my boss. And I was going to be gone a week. I texted her every day while I was gone so she wouldn't forget about me, who I was, because we'd only gone on one date. And she's like, isn't this expensive to do? I'm like, nope, nope. It's, I got a good plan. And I got back. My bill was like $190 <laughs> in text messages. <laughs> I didn't want her going out on other dates and seeing anybody else while I was gone for a, for a week. I'm like, she'll forget about me. <laughs> wow. I love it. So, so Crystal, how did, how did you feel though? Cause you're, you know, maybe at some point you were like, oh, I'm open to dating somebody with kids. I mean, I don't know how old you were, but I know at my age when I was back out dating, I couldn't only find anybody that didn't have kids. Yeah. Same situation. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure your friends and family probably looked at you and like, um, are you sure? Are you really sure you want to do this? Yeah. I mean, when we were dating, I think I was 36 when we met. So uh, by that point, you know, most people have kids. So I was open to it either way. Um, actually, you know, this is, sounds kind of judgy, but I was kind of concerned about dating someone who doesn't have any kids only because I'm afraid that people like that, and I don't want anybody to judge me this way, hate children because I don't hate children. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, I chose, I would have been happy either way. I think in my life, I just didn't want to have kids unless I really felt like I could trust the person I was with and they were the right person. Had Mike and I met earlier, I think we would have had kids together, but I wasn't with the right person. Like nine we kids. We would have had tons of kids. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I always felt like I wanted it to be with the right person. And I didn't meet the right person until I met Mike. So I was just kind of okay at that point. And I was but, done at two. After two, I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah. So that was one of the things we talked about when we first started dating. It's yeah, right like, off that. We want, you know, both. I said, hey, I, I don't want any more kids. And she's like, good. I don't want kids. And yeah. it's like, excellent. The next year, he gave me the best Valentine's gift ever by getting a vasectomy. So <laughs> <laughs> we agreed early on. But I, I think that's one of those things that's really important for people to discuss right away. I mean, you know, you're just dating somebody. So some people are like, oh, I don't want to talk about serious stuff. But, you know, I don't want to get, wouldn't want to get too emotionally attached to anybody if you're not on the same page about something so important. So. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think vasectomy should be talked about the first date. Yeah. It pretty much was. <laughs> it pretty much was. Yeah. <laughs> I bring that up to her all the time. You know, you hear that meatloaf song, you know, I'll do anything for love, but I won't do that. I got a for you. I'm like, I was, you know, yeah. said, that was uh no matter what gift he traumatic. buys after that, nothing can top the vasectomy. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord have mercy. Okay. Um, so <laughs> so how often do you have your kids, Mike? I have them half the time. Crystal thought it was a weird schedule when we first were talking about it. I have them every Tuesday and Wednesday night. And I had them every other Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So like this week, I'll have them Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night. Next week, I'll just have them Wednesday and Thursday night, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. So seven, seven days every two weeks. Right. We go yeah. like, like, like five on and two or something like that. Mm -hmm. so, so yeah. I'll have them Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Five and two, five and two, five and two. Right. Okay. Oh, we've seen more diverse schedules where the kids actually go every day to a different home. Wow. Yeah. For a short time, we had a schedule similar. It was like um, two on, two off, three on, two off, two on, three off. You know, it was, it, it's funny because it kind of matched a work schedule I had, not, not at the time, but that's just kind of the only way I could think to split things up. Because for me, I was looking at it going, I don't want to go more than two or three days without seeing my kids. Exactly. And, mm -hmm. and yep. for me... It worked at the time, but it didn't take very long before I, I could see it wasn't really working for the kids. They didn't yeah. feel settled 
it's like they get somewhere and then the very next day or two days later, they've got to leave. And so they don't get really settled in. And I could see that was affecting them. And, and so some other factors are going on too, but I had decided to, to go to a week on week off schedule, even though I didn't like it, the kids did better with it. Yeah, that's well, understandable. And, and what helps us is the bio mom, that's the right term, right? Yes. The the bio mom, she lives uh, a minute and a half away. Oh, wow. If there's ever any issues, they're really, they almost they, like they don't feel like they're going that far because if they forget something here, you know, they can come over here in two seconds and get it. Or if they need something over there, they can run right back and get it. So having them close, like just in the, ne- the next neighborhood. Mm-hmm has made it very easy and, and at no point have they ever seemed to be a, have an issue with it. Well, Crystal, since you didn't come in stirring up trouble, I guess their mom has probably not been any trouble for you either, right? <laughs> um, you know, it's been pretty peaceful overall, I would say, but I think there's a couple of reasons for that. For one, I think Mike has good control over the situation. It, you know, if she texts about things that are not related to the kids and stuff, I think he knows enough not to respond to it. And I, have made some efforts to not that she did anything, you know, negative or anything, but I just, that was a fear, you know, going in with somebody with kids. I think I was more afraid of the bio mom's role, but, uh, but I put walls up. I I kind of subscribe to the whole, uh, tall fences make good neighbors philosophy. Don't give her too much information and she won't have too much, you know, to go to create problems with, I think. Mm -hmm. And I keep telling her, so she's not crafty enough to create problems. (laughs) She doesn't. Even some days now after, you know, after, you know, three years of really no one small problem way back at the beginning, but really no big problems. She'll still even come up with things. And I'm like, no, that's, that's not going to happen. I said, for one, she just doesn't have the capacity to think like that. <laughs> it's like, she's not, you know, she's not a bond villain. She's not going to try to steal our house. You know, she might, you know, try to get us to pay for an extra orthodontist appointment or something, but that would be like the worst thing that would happen. Mm-hmm. Well, but, that's good. Yeah. I think it was a little nervous about that initially, but it's been okay. Yeah. But y'all weren't besties. No. Yeah. Like, like, you know, they, I think the most contact they've had is like, they wave at each other sometimes, like <laughs> from the car to the house. Mm-hmm. And then any interaction that we have, you know, I just, it's usually through text. You know, if we have questions about the kids or there's an issue with the kids, but for the most part, you know, they have their life. We have our life and, you know, we just try to keep it peaceful. And what, what helped the situation too, was when we split up, she left me for someone she was working with. So she always had a lot of guilt about like breaking up the family. Mm-hmm. Weird situation. We would, we dated for like 11 years and were married for one year. <laughs> <laughs> and when we got married, I told her, I said, if we get married, we're going to be one of those couples who are together forever, get married and then get divorced like a year later. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened because See? we were, we were very different. We kind of stayed together because she got pregnant after we had dated for like three weeks. So we we lived together like roommates and friends mainly, you know, and kind of stayed together for the kids. Mm -hmm. And then when she started working, you know, she met a guy at work and I don't want to use the word hillbilly in a derogatory way, but (laughs) she's, she's more country. So like where she would want to go outside and sit by a fire pit. I'm like, well, I have a air conditioning and a TV. Why would I want to sit outside and stare at a fire? And get all smoky smelling. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, we just had different philosophies on things. Mm-hmm. So she met someone who had more in common with her. So she had a lot of guilt about leaving, which kind of um, anything I wanted, I kind of got. Yeah. You know, so it, it was it was very 
peaceful. Like our divorce cost us 500 bucks. Awesome. We went right back to the place. We got the marriage license. And I, I just said, Hey, we were here last year getting the marriage license. How do I go about returning this? <laughs> Can I get a refund? Yeah. And they kind of looked at me like I was crazy. And they said, Oh, well just fill out these two pieces of paper and that's it. And I said, great. And then they said, Oh, do you have kids? And we said, yeah. And then they brought out 6,000 more pieces of paper. So we just went to like a mediator and she did all of our paperwork and we had already agreed on child support and all that stuff. And she filled everything out. We went in front of the judge. The judge looked at her, never asked me, but looked at her and said, do you agree to all this? And she said, yep. And then we were divorced. Wow. You are really fortunate with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I know. I, like I said, I've heard your podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every time we listen to your podcast, I tell her, I said, you see how not bad the, the ex is? I'm like, it could be way worse. Yeah. Yes. And I'll tell you, we have realized that a lot of times when the ex cheats, that's when she's more high conflict. Really? Yes. It's really interesting. And it's almost because maybe that guilt of her cheating, she, you know, subconsciously wants the ex back and wants to create drama for them or doesn't want to see them happy with anybody else. Yeah. They're usually not happy with themselves, which oftentimes is why they cheated in the first place. And like I said, we had lived together mainly as roommates and like we would, we'd come home, have dinner. She would go to the bedroom and watch TV. I would stay in the living room and watch TV and play Xbox. And then we'd just go to sleep. Yeah. So, well, at least the first three weeks, you weren't roommates. Right. The first three <laughs> weeks, yeah, there was an issue. <laughs> Which makes sense. That's why Crystal asked you within the first three weeks yeah. to yeah. get a vasectomy. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Because she knew she was on a strict timeline. But yeah, she, she like I said, she, um, she definitely felt guilty. It's like when we were, when we were splitting things up. You know, I got the big TVs, you know, when first time she came to my house, I had two 60 inch televisions in the living room. And she's like, what is this? <laughs> and I'm like, this is amazing. What are you talking about? It, it was, if you, if there's a encyclopedia version of divorced guy, that's what his house looked like. There were two TVs in the living room. There was a table with three legs, two chairs at the table, <laughs> dishes that don't match to the point where I went and, you know, I bought some dishes one day and then his daughter is like, oh, you got some mashing, matching dishes. And I said, yeah. She's like, it's about time. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. She was little too. Yeah, the other day, David and I were cooking and I was, we were making French fries and I was like, well, I don't know what happened to my potato thing that makes French fries. You know, you put the potato in there and you push down on it and it squirts out French fries. <laughs> and I was like, He's like, I don't remember ever seeing one of those. I'm like, it was blue. And then I'm like, huh, wonder whose house I left that at. <laughs> there's many a guys, but there's probably David. <laughs> she didn't leave her toothbrush. She left her. <laughs> I left my potato her, her thing. Potato French fry maker. <laughs> Somebody's enjoying that. I know. Uh huh. <laughs> Crystal, how did you feel with the ex living so close? Um, you know, since it's been peaceful, it's okay. It's convenient for the kids because they can go and get their stuff if they forgot. But I told Mike, as soon as they graduate high school or, you know, they're done living here through college or tech school or whatever they want to do, we need to start looking elsewhere. Only because I would love like a fresh start just to not feel like I'm in the old neighborhood, you know, and Mm -hmm. it is our house. I've heard some podcasts where I feel bad for the people that, you know, the new person moves into the merit marital home. That that's rough. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was me. Yeah, we didn't have to do that. Thank goodness. But yeah. you know, even it just be nice to get a fresh start after this. So you want to move to the country and you know have a bonfire? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
well, funny story. Now we redid our back porch. Now this is what we do. And now we have a fire pit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's about being with the right person, I think. So now the ex is looking going, what in the world? I couldn't get him yeah. to do that when I was with him. Yeah. Well, that's the funny thing. It's like that was an insecurity of mine. My, I was married before and that uh, marriage ended up, you know, ended in conflict for sure. So it was, it's just hard for me to understand how somebody wouldn't want somebody back who's a good person. You know, if there was no real conflict, but I guess some people just drift apart. I never had an experience like that. So that's something that, you know, sometimes I'm kind of like, are you sure you aren't trying to get my husband back? That's why I get defensive over like, over like you know, texting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, Because know. I'm amazing and she can't understand why anybody wouldn't want to be with well, me. Well, yeah, actually. <laughs> 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 well, um, that's kind of how I felt about David for a little while. I was going to say felt. <laughs> <laughs> That button pushing, dude. We got to work yeah. on that. <laughs> yeah. I'm that. kidding. I got a good one. I do, David. Stop uh, looking at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting on the punchline. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. So is she still with Hillbilly? <laughs> yes. Yes. They, they, they've had a child together, which again has made my life a lot easier because now she's more worried about that child. So, you know, they have a, maybe like a one or two year old and then, you know, my, my kids are much older, so it's just been a little um, little easier, actually, since she's had that other kid as, as well. A sweet little hillbilly baby. Yeah, yeah. Running around with no shoes on. and <laughs> With a piece of straw hanging out his mouth. Right. Chewing tobacco. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, Crystal, I'm curious. You, you moved in. One thing we see often when there's a dad and a daughter, especially if she ends up being the older well, honestly, sometimes it doesn't matter. But anyway, there tends to be a time frame in which she's the, the younger. She's the younger. Yes. Okay. So there yeah. tends to, there tends to be a time frame in which the daughter kind of has had to step up to do some of the chores of the house and things like that. It maybe she didn't have to do before. And there tends to be what has been termed the mini wife syndrome. Yeah. Where you know the the daughter kind of feels like you know she's taking on the mom slash wife role. Did you run yeah. into that at all? Well, first of all, David, there were no chores being done. Yeah, remember, she was eating macaroni and cheese in the bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> However, there were a few times where she asked me, you know, we're both sitting on the couch and she comes out and she's like, Daddy, who do you love more, me or Crystal? Oh. I'm just like, I have no idea how to respond to this kind of thing. So I just kind of got quiet. I don't think it was me or Crystal. She just, she she wants to be the favorite. It's like, well, Daddy, who, you know, why your favorite? Who do you love more, me or, me or, or Michael? And, I think that know. was my response at the time of like, oh, you know, you're, you're his daughter. Of course, you're going to be first kind of thing. I would rather like default to that than have any kind of conflict with her. And then she kind of on her own said, well, maybe he loves us both the same kind of thing. So it's, it's not bad stuff, but uncomfortable stuff sometimes. That has, you know, calmed down over the, well, over yeah. Time. Now they're, they're best friends and I get banished to the room to watch football and they're out there watching more garbage TV. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least you got two 60 inch TVs you can default to. No, I had not to get anymore. rid of, I had to get rid of one. I only have one 65 and one 50. Wasn't one broken? On no. One was for like football and one was for video games or <laughs> wrestling. One was for wrestling on one side and then, football on the other side or of course yeah yeah i don't see how you deal with that <laughs> it's tough <laughs> but that's awesome that they're ganging up on you i love it no they they've, they've gotten very close and i you know she'll sometimes ask me she's like you know i don't want to feel like i'm stepping on the bio mom's feet by taking her to get haircuts yeah. or doing some things i don't want to make her mad and i'm like but listen 
when you guys get along like that, that makes me really, really happy. Mm -hmm. So what would you rather have me really, really happy or her upset a little bit? Yeah. In in reference to that, I know I took her for, um, to get her hair colored one day and I, I always ask approval first. I'm like, Hey, can you text your ex? This is what Lana wants. I'll have her show a picture of what she picked out. Is that okay? So I did. And then um, got it colored once. You know, she acted like she loved it. And I think mom kind of made fun of her and said it looked bad. And so she brought it up to me the other day. And then one time I took up a haircut and it did come out bad. So <laughs> she's over two. <laughs> um, but yeah, that kind of thing. I'm like, ah, am I stepping on toes doing this kind of stuff? And sometimes it makes me want to just pull back, you know, completely. But then I had brought up to Mike and then he kind of said something along the same line, like, you know, do you want to upset bio mom a little bit or do you want me to be really happy? Like you do you guys doing things together and bonding. And I'm like, well, I want you to be really happy. So <laughs> puts things in perspective. It it does, but it's a fine line too, because yeah, by upsetting bio mom, you could put the child in a bad situation. True. And I don't want her to, you know, tell convince the kids that I'm not a good person to, you know, bond with. Right. Some, and, and some bio moms do that. And I've never had in the three years, a complaint from the bio mom about, oh, you know, why is Crystal doing this with my daughter? Never, never one time. Even on Mother's Day one year, she sent me a text saying, you know, hey, tell Crystal happy Mother's Day. I couldn't have asked for a better, you know, stepmom for the kids. Wow. Yeah. So see, not a bad situation. A lot of it is in her mind. Yeah, it's true. I guess I'm, sometimes I'm like preparing for things that, you know, may or may not happen. I blame the Nacho Kids podcast because <laughs> they uh, they have a lot of bad stories. Yeah. No, it's the Facebook group. I read so, him some of the stuff off the Facebook uh, group. He's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So, yeah. so you, you're not a Disney dad. Y'all have like a Disney family. Well, <laughs> well, when I saw the mac and cheese in the tub, I thought a Disney dad moment for there. I, I had to make sure that there weren't more Disney dad moments. I don't even know what that means. Okay, can somebody explain Disney Dad to Mike, please? Go ahead, David. That that's the uh, the term of endearment that uh, dads get when they get to be the fun time dad, and they know? don't make their kids do chores or have responsibilities. Yeah. And yeah, you know, there's the child is sixteen, and the child is saying, "Go get my socks," and they run <laughs> go get their socks. <laughs> we're we're pretty blessed. They they both, you know, my my daughter has wanted to start earning an allowance, so she now you know, cleans their bathroom once a week and does the dishes every night. She's here. Mm-hmm. And, um, my son, he's pretty low maintenance. You know, he takes care of his clothes and, and stuff and, you know, they don't eat or drink in their rooms. There's no mess. So yeah, that's, that's our rule. Different yeah, rules at mom's they're, house. Right. I, will, pretty good. I will credit bio mom with this. I, I think one thing I appreciate about, appreciate about, you know, we're kind of from the North. We're like city people, but you know, like Mike said, she's kind of country style, but I appreciate like the Southern manners and values at the kids show. Cause sometimes the, they have good manners. And also I see that they appreciate things and I can see just some of the things that they say that we're not saying over here about um, appreciating what you have. Like Michael even brought up like getting a car, inheriting a car from his grandma and stuff like that. He's like, I don't want to seem ungrateful. So those words, sometimes I can tell them they're coming from mom's side. So I do. I like that about that. And I respect that. And I appreciate that from that side of the family. Mm -hmm. That's really good. Why in the world do you two listen to the podcast? Because it sounds like you have like nothing going on to where you would be searching for step family help. In the beginning, when we first met, so my parents, I don't know if we mentioned this already, they've been married 50 years. So I have no real experience with blended families at all. Mike, you know, he comes from a family where he's had a stepmom and a stepdad. But for me, I think initially, and it has nothing to do with anything that anybody said or did. Mike always tried to make me feel you know, part of the family and always encouraged us to do stuff together. But on my own, and it could have been something in my head, I don't know. I just was feeling like, okay, I don't know if I belong in this scenario. There's a ready-made family here, and where do I fit in? 
So I started researching some articles and listening to some podcasts, and that's how I came across you guys. So I really, I think I was looking for what is my role here. Okay. And so what made you stick with this podcast? What, what was it that said, okay, this is kind of my tribe. I get this. Uh, it made the most sense for our family. I think me kind of letting the parents parent, I always kind of thought that was the right idea. You guys reinforced it. And I hear other people um, on your pat- podcast talk about different things that they've tried and some work, some don't. So I just, I like the philosophy. Also, I, I still listen to some other podcasts too with other philosophies. And I, I can hear when you guys communicate with each other after getting over the hurdles that you have experienced, I can tell that you, you know, you're wise for one thing and there's a lot of love between your family and a lot of respect between you two and your relationship with your kids. Mm-hmm. And that's how I want our family to be. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. What, what she said. <laughs> yeah. What she said. <laughs> <laughs> You know, sometimes reading other people's stories, it helps you to be more appreciative of your situation. Yeah. You know, so like Mike saying, well, read this story, you know. Yeah. Thank God our bio mom is not like that. Or, oh, thank God the stepkid is not like this kind of thing. You know, somebody's listening to this podcast going, listen to this. Thank God they're not eating mac and cheese in a tub. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, there's, no, there's no perfect thing for... Yeah, I wouldn't put up with that. <laughs> uh, she should have left. leave him. Uh, yeah, you should have left a long yeah. time ago, girl. <laughs> right. And that's another thing about you guys, too. You, you are a, a family that focuses on staying together, even amongst struggle. Mm-hmm. Whereas even so on some other podcasts, there's a lot of, oh, if this person does this thing, you know, just... Just give up and leave. And I don't think that's where you're coming from. Yeah. No, it's not. You know, even in our Facebook group, as much off the chain as it is sometimes, we do not condone people telling other people to leave unless there's abuse. Yeah. And abuse is not not picking up your kid's stuff. Right, right. (laughs) You know, I mean, some people are like, oh, no, I'd leave him if he didn't make his kids do this. Okay, that's great. Then you'll end up in another blended relationship going through the same issues. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, when David and I did decide to go to Mr. Butler and start the whole nacho thing, that was our thing of divorce is not an option. We are going to make it. We don't care if we kill each other in the process, (laughs) but we are going to make this work because we knew, well, first of all, we loved each other. Some days we didn't, but that was okay. (laughs) Um, But we knew that the probability of us ending up in another blended relationship was very high. Yeah. Mm-mm. There's not gonna, many crystals out there. <laughs> no, I was going to be a gigolo. No, again, like I said, I I won the the lotto. I was very very aware of what I had found and I was not going to let her go anywhere. Well, I don't know if you guys have considered doing any kind of pre-marriage counseling for, you know, people before they blend their family because mm-hmm. that's really what I was looking for at the time. I stumbled upon you guys and I definitely got some reinforcement, but Yeah. You know, for people in my situation, it's kind of like, eh, where do I fit in here? You know, things are good, but I just kind of don't know where I fit in in this puzzle. Mm-hmm. I think you could help people. Yeah, we've actually have thought about that. What we had seen early on was that people didn't tend to come to us or, or join the academy until things really got bad. Right. Because they thought they were probably like us. We went into this going oh, yeah, they say it takes seven years and they say it's going to be a 70% chance of failure, but we got this. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, no, it completely kicked our tail because we didn't realize, you know, we didn't know what we didn't know. Yeah. And so it it just completely blew up in our face. We've actually had a good many people join the Academy that are new in their relationships. Yeah. Good. Prevent the problems. Don't wait until they get really bad. Yeah, we're starting to see that. 
be proactive instead of reactive. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, they're smarter than we were. I joke about <laughs> that we should partner with what it, Mr. Wonderful on Shark Tank because he oh, does yeah. a lot with the wedding yes. stuff. <laughs> I'd be like, like part that. of your wedding package is, I'm, you know. Honestly, uh, yeah, if you know somebody who's getting married into a blended family, then buying them a subscription to the Academy is probably a doggone good gift. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I would I would refer single friends that are looking into potentially blending families to your podcast. You know, just listen to some stories, listen to some other people's experiences and, you know, think about whether or not this would work for you and, and what you what, you know, positive role you could contribute. Mm-hmm. And you know, if we would have ran across Nacho Kids when we were researching because I spent so much time reading, it would have helped. But yeah. you didn't see that. It was treat them as your own, love them as your own. <laughs> yeah. Basically fix everything that's broken because you were a super stepmom. And yeah. there were a few things that talked about disengaging, but it didn't really tell you how to disengage. It didn't tell you you need to change your perspective and you need to pause before you speak and you need to try to look from the stepkids point of view and your husband's point of view Mm. and it's not always about you kind of thing it was just yeah sometimes people disengage it was very small that Mm -hmm. i read about that but i'm telling you we were floored because we really felt like we prepared and when we got married it was like somebody had only given us an umbrella for the middle of a typhoon and and i think that's you know again i'm glad crystal found you guys because I, I know ever since she's been listening to you guys, it's helped her just with, you know, any kind of little anxiety about, you know, the situation. You know, it's really, really helped her kind of just like she said, like she said, it reinforced what she kind of already thought, but it's really helped her, you know, kind of say, okay, now I know I'm doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. I think it might be helpful for people to understand too, you know, before they get involved in or before they're locked in, I guess that kids often kids actually appreciate a nacho kind of approach. Uh, Mike's kids appreciate the fact that I don't try to mother them. You know, I don't try to tell them what to do unless, you know, they're lighting something on fire, then I'll step in. (laughs) But, um, but, you know, I respect the fact that they have two parents that can function that tells them what to do. I, and having a great support from the bio parent is huge. Like Mike, his approach is, okay, I'll handle the discipline. You guys just have fun together. So I get to be the grandma slash fun aunt. I just have a good time with them. So that, him taking the pressure off of me having to parent just gives me an opportunity to kind of organically grow a relationship with the kids. And that is awesome because that little girl is going to have you as a confidant. She's going to be able to come to you with things that she's afraid to go to her mom and dad about. Exactly. Hope so. Yep. Uh, You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Mike, you did a good job there. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, Mike's like, I'm just glad she's not coming to me and talk about that stuff. <laughs> no. She put her together a period kit to keep in her backpack. I don't even know what that entails. <laughs> so I would have been so lost. I'd have been like, well, here's some toilet paper and some duct tape. <laughs> do what you got to do. Okay. We really need to come up with a man's period kit to yeah. show what you would have done versus what Crystal uh, did. Mm. Oh my God. It's, it's like, I tell them now, I said, look, when you guys turn 18, you're, you'll get like a, a going away kit. You know, here's some, here's some money and a bag of ramen and you guys, you know, enjoy life. <laughs> and a 50 inch TV. You can come <laughs> visit. Yeah. Each of you can take a TV and, you know, have a nice day. <laughs> Give them one of your plates from your matching collection. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is so funny because 
um, I don't know if you've seen it in, in the Facebook groups. I'm sure not only ours. Well, probably only hours would you get this advice, but they'll say, oh, my husband wants me to talk to my stepdaughter about periods and girly stuff. And I think I read that one. Yeah. And, and I don't yeah. want to. And they're like, girl, he can Google that crap himself. And <laughs> what would he do if you weren't there? And oh, my God, they act like it's the most disgusting thing. Learn about periods, dads. And I you mean, should get a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, hey, I'm not even allowed to joke about the divorce. Like, like, yeah, like, like me again being hilarious. <laughs> yeah, you know, she would do something silly, like, oh, I put too much red pepper flake in the in the in the stew, and I was like, oh, that's it, divorce. Yeah, no, yeah, my, I'm not even allowed. To, my like, rule is no D word. word, no D word. Don't even <laughs> bring it up in conversation. Anytime somebody says the D word, I think of that country song going through the big D. Don't mean Dallas. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no. I was too hillbilly for you. We do not know a lot of country music. I'm just learning. We live in an area where there's a lot of country music around us. So we're like, okay, you know, let's let's learn. But we don't know much. Well, it's an old country song because <laughs> country songs depress me, actually. So I don't. We do listen. love the sad. Yeah, we we only like the sad music. ones. We want the sad. <laughs> Sad Garth Brooks and Dixie Chick songs. Yeah. You know, we don't want yeah. the happy Red Solo Cup song. We, yeah. want, we want the depressing ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like y'all are all in. I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> you can't listen to them without wanting to go out and buy beer and a big yeah. truck and a dog. <laughs> we like the ones that make us cry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who is it that sings that he stopped loving her today? Oh, I don't know. You might know, you know the older stuff than I do. No, the, the, the one I, that, you know, I don't, I don't really listen to country, but uh, Brad Paisley has a song that reminds me of Lori to a T. Oh, and it's I called, made her listen to one. This might be the same one yeah. that you always bring up for me. It's called Waiting on a Woman. Okay, no. No, this one was called like. if What was the one like, if I, if I died today, would yeah. she know how much I love you? Something like oh, that. Oh, that's Garth Brooks. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that one's okay. sad too. Yeah. Yeah. That song, um, He Stopped Loving Her Today. Oh my gosh! It's the saddest song ever. Well, now as soon as we as soon as we hang up, it's going to be playing on, on some some speaker in the house now, and, and y'all are going to be crying. Yeah, <laughs> because it's sad because he yeah. stopped loving her that day. Oh. Well, we're going to have to talk to some country singers about coming up with a blended family song. Oh my gosh, blended family anthem! Because you you would think most of them have blended families already, so they should be able to have a song about it. Yeah, I think the closest thing we've come to to that is that Christmas song that Lori likes. A Merry Christmas from the family. Yeah, it talks about going and drinking beer at Christmas and buying tampons and Marlboro Lights. I I know the country one about the Christmas shoes. That's the only country Christmas song I know. Oh, yeah. That's kind of sad. Exactly. We only like the sad songs. Yeah. What is wrong with you people? I (laughs) I don't know. We're weird. You're so happy that you have to find sad stuff to put in your life. Actually, that was one of the things, oddly, that we bonded over when we first met is we both had, um, we both loved sad songs. Lionel Richie and all the most depressing 80s stuff you could find. That's our stuff. (laughs) I didn't ever think Lionel Richie was depressing 80s stuff. (laughs) It can be. It can be like a hello. Hello? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. We have a Lionel Richie cutting board in our kitchen. Oh. What was it, David? We got stuck on those songs. It was Michael Jackson we were talking about. <laughs> and it was like, I think at the end of one of the podcasts, the outros that we do. <laughs> it and, was. And, you know, we're like, just beat it. Oh, that was a thriller. And I mean, we were just, <laughs> <laughs> we were off the chain with that one. <laughs> so what happens when you hang around to the end. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, you never know what's going to happen at the end. That's for sure. Oh, boy. 
Yeah. One time we, we said, if you've heard this message at the very end, give us a call and we'll give you a thousand dollars and nobody called. No, we did not. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no, we did not. He's lying. Everybody's going to be listening to the end. It's like, you know, we're going to start doing like they do at the Marvel movies. It's like, if you hang around after the credits. <laughs> oh yeah. Post, yep. Got to have a post credit podcast. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. All the bloopers that I edit out that right, David shouldn't exactly. say in public. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, you know, one thing I did, well, you don't know, but one thing, <laughs> I, one thing I did recently, my kids have been out of the house now for golly three, the triplets moved out three years ago. And that's right. Yep, and the neighbor moved out a year before that. Yep. So three and four years ago, um, my kids have been gone. And just the other day, I sent all of them a message and I said, I just want to thank you guys for sticking in there with me through all the dark times. And just to let you know that because you did that, we're able to help so many more people avoid those times or help them through those times. And that would not have happened if you hadn't have been there and stuck with me through that stuff. That's nice. And, and they were sending me messages back like, thank you. Um, and, you know, we're so glad everything is better. And, you know, we're, in, you know, we're glad that we stuck to it as well. You know, we like Lori and all this stuff. And, and, and the one kid, um, that we never thought would give two cents about what we're doing, sent me a message back and said, I'd love to be on the podcast. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) They surprise you sometimes. Yeah, I think so. I think you don't always know what they're thinking. Well, we've had two of the triplets on the podcast, and those were great. I've listened to both of those episodes. And this one's the oldest, and he's the one that was, he's not very talkative. He's the one that never really said a whole lot. Mm-hmm. He wasn't, he didn't stand up to me like two of the triplets did that we have interviewed, you know, because they would get in my face. And yeah. he just never did that. And so he and I didn't have the best relationship because he was so reclusive, I guess. And mm-hmm. I mean, I love him to death, but he's just, he don't care to have much conversation. That's just how he is. Right. I don't know. He he might be your processing introvert, thinking about everything, just not saying until he's ready. Yeah. You know, until he's like, has the insight and then he wants to go. Yeah. That could be interesting. She hasn't seen him. I don't think she, since he moved out. Yeah, I have. He came home and y'all you know, went and did the skydiving thing, and that dude had a heart attack. And yeah, okay, yeah, that's a whole different story. Yeah, um, hey, where's that podcast? <laughs> yeah, I want the I want the heart attack uh, skydiving podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we so we did the skydiving thing, but it, that's been um, two or three years ago. But last last year he stationed in uh, he stationed in Japan. So last year I went to Japan, and he and I just ran the island up and down the island for two weeks. And it was just he and I 24 seven. And, and we had such a, such a great time together. And there was a side of him that I've never seen like responsibility. You know, he, he was responsible. He knew how to get around, you know, the subway stations and, you know, he would go in and order food on his own and something like that. Some people are like, what? He ordered food. So what? This kid wouldn't talk to people right? for him to be in a place where people can't even speak the language that well and he's running around you know by himself that's amazing mm-hmm. that's impressive yeah and so he's a very different person than he was a few years ago so it's you know the military has been great for him it's yeah it's not the same reason you think like people are like well I'll send him to the military and they'll you know make him so respectful and shape him up he was never disrespectful he became more disrespectful when he joined the military <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah he but but he's definitely come out of a shell a lot and i see him sending messages back and forth sometimes to his brothers and and i can tell he's got like a little 
group of friends that they all like the same things. And, and he's got this very eclectic type personality where like he, he wants to play you know, like the board games of the video games. If that makes sense, kind of like the Dungeons you and Dragons kind yeah. of games. Yeah. You know, he, he wants to play those types of games and it's very difficult to find people who, who play that kind of stuff. Right. But, but he's, he's somehow he's found these people who have like interests and, and, mm-hmm. and uh, he got what last year he got married. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> um, oh, cool. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, he's, he's gotten married and, um, and, and I don't, I, that's going well for him, but I don't know a lot about that because again, he's still very private. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to interviewing him on the podcast and, and seeing. <laughs> so if you never hear it, it didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm excited about it. And Lori is extremely nervous about it because. Yeah. The thing about Avery was when he opened his mouth, everybody literally stopped to hear what yep. he had to say because he didn't talk very often. Right, and, exactly. Um, and and he, it was either because he was mad or he was extremely funny. Mm-hmm. Some of the things he, that come out of his mouth was just, it was so clever what he would say. It just, it just made you roll. Yeah. Sometimes the quiet ones are thinking all the time. And, and when they do talk, it's something very insightful. Yes. Mm-hmm. David was um, in Japan, like he was saying, and I was talking about, oh, well, you know, when Avery gets married and they have kids and I was like, please don't let that baby call me granny. <laughs> <laughs> and so David told Avery that and Avery said she's going to be old lady with a ham sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's going to be your name. Mm-hmm. And you know what? <laughs> I love it. And it's because he is so quiet. It's like, oh, he recognized me. <laughs> like, I exist. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's also supposed to be writing a book on, it was a hundred things not to say to your wife. You know, taking examples that David said things to me. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, But it's now, I think, it's turned into a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I blew that 100 away pretty quickly. Yeah, David right, would say yeah. something to me, and you'd look over at Avery, and he'd act like he was writing in his little notepad. I think I'm on 872 now. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Getting there. Exactly. So, Crystal, what would you say is the best advice you would give one of your friends if they were getting ready to marry someone that had kids quietly observe really, you know, you're not going to change the situation that much when you enter it, it's already ready-made family. Um, so I would just watch the situation, make sure that the person that you're dating is capable of disciplining their kids and they're not going to throw you under the bus and make you the bad guy. Cause that's probably not going to work very well. Yeah. Cause you see it all the time where these men, they are throwing this woman under the bus and rolling back yeah. over and over and over. And it shouldn't be free babysitting either. Like I, I like to help Mike with the kids. I really like the kids and, and he does the heavy load for me, you know, like he'll mm-hmm. dis- disciplining is the biggest thing. He handles that, you know, and if I wasn't here at all, he could handle everything in the house, laundry, food and everything, but I'm happy to help because he's got it under control. So I would just recommend, you know, make sure whatever situation you're entering is one that you want to deal with because it's probably not going to change much. There you go. Yeah. I, I know when, when Lori and I were dating, um, I think we both had the feeling that we didn't want to be with somebody who needed us to be there. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me too. It's important, I think, because it's hard enough being an adult. <laughs> you don't need it weighing on you, somebody, another adult that needs you, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. 
I need her for other things, disciplining the kids and, you know, picking up after them and stuff like that. I, I can handle that. Yeah. I need her to cook my dinner. You know, I'll take care of the kids. <laughs> you know, you got to make my dinner. Why you make the mac and cheese for the babies in the bathtub. Yeah. Well, I, well, I make them some kind of horrible frozen meal. <laughs> High sodium frozen meals. Well, what I would suggest is yep. on your next anniversary, you run a bath for her and feed her. <laughs> Mac and cheese in the bathroom. Mac and cheese in the tub. Oh, I'm way too much of a clean freak. Yeah, she would first. She would never even take a bath. <laughs> you know, she's shower only. And then, yeah, I don't. Maybe a glass of wine. Yeah, I could do that in a hot tub. Might be okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's been many a mornings I've drank coffee in the shower. Oh wow. Oh yes. Super multitasking. Yeah. Again, don't give her any ideas. I'll be cleaning coffee grounds out of the shower <laughs> drain. Yeah, that's weird. No, no, you can do it. No, that's okay. I do good not drowning in the shower. Yeah, now, I'm, of course, I mean, we don't have the shower head that comes like straight down with, you know, eight jets around you either. So, I mean, right. it's yeah. not hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> Crystal, I'm there with you on the bath thing. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Let's lay in our filth. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> and my daughter, my daughter loves baths. And she loves to take those little bath bomb things and get them all fizzy. Mm-hmm. And nacho, yeah, nacho. Crystal, Crystal looks at me like, ah, don't get her those things. Oh, you know, don't. And finally, she's just like, okay, just whatever she wants. To yeah. Do. At first, I tried to control it. Then I'm like, you know what? Is this really worth fighting over? Nah, not worth it. Just do your thing. If it gets messy, Dad can clean it up. There you go. Perfect. So when you start having those thoughts of no, don't get her those things, or no, don't let her do this, or you shouldn't be letting them eat that. What do you do to stop yourself from overextending your opinion? This is going to be really cheesy, <laughs> but I really love Mike and and we get along great. So I just think to myself, is this something I, I like, I want to pick my battles. Is this something I want to fight over? Who cares? You know, it's not that big of a deal. There you go. And a lot of times, like I said, she'll, she'll pull me aside. Like she won't ever, she'll never say anything in front of the kids. It'll be like, you know, we'll be in the bedroom and it's like, well, Hey, this, 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 and this was kind of bothering me. You know, what do you think? And then we'll just have a rational discussion and go from there. But I know also, you know, if I bring something up to him, he's going to respect what I have to say and listen to it. Doesn't mean I'm going to get my way 100% of the time. I don't expect to, but I just want to be respected and listened to. And and he does. So, And that's because you don't bring up every nitpicking thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, except when I don't tighten the peanut butter lid oh. or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you have more issues with Mike than the stepkids. <laughs> Yeah, pretty, pretty much. The kids are easy. <laughs> she stays for the kids. <laughs> At this point, yeah. <laughs> so, Mike, why don't you tighten the peanut butter lid? No lids. Apparently, Wait, apparently we make protein it's no shakes lids. in the morning. I he doesn't no tighten idea. the lid. Milk, he doesn't close the lid. Like, he'll put it on as if it's closed. And then I pick it up, and if you move it wrong, it'll spill all over yeah, the I'll place. Be, I'll, and... be, I'll be in bed sleeping, and she'll be out there making herself something, and I'll hear a, a crash, and then a loud, like, oh! <laughs> And I'm like, oh, guess that lid wasn't on. <laughs> like, who has that it, habit? Where does that come from? As he giggles at you. Yeah. I think he's doing it on purpose. Yeah. You know, he's in the bed going, hee, 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 hee. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, I might hide. I'm like, oh, it's too early for her to have a, a spill. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm going to write that one down. I've never heard of that. It's a passive aggressive move. <laughs> it is. I'm not going to close yeah. any lids in the house. The, the, lids are, the lids are on the items. But apparently, I don't screw them fully. I don't didn't realize or I was doing all. that. Yeah. <laughs> how about that? Apparently. Apparently, yeah. I know. I call it that. Apparently. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it happens. I have no proof it was me, but <laughs> <laughs> blame it on the kids, I'm, Mike. I'm what glad. are you thinking? Yeah. 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 I don't. I don't think that my 15 year old is eating my uh, my vegan protein powder. <laughs> so it's either me or her. <laughs> 
Wow. Well, you know, those empty cereal boxes and those untwisted lids, they'll make your head spin. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or, or chips that are put away without being clipped clipped or closed properly. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I don't know. Do you like stale food? <laughs> That's usually the kids. But, you know, the tricky thing is, like, this is another thing I remind myself. It's hard when the kids are living in two houses because the rules at one place are one. And then we have different rules over here. Um, so I, I think sometimes that's why things in the pantry are not closed. And so uh, chips and things like that, because I always have clips on everything. And, yeah, you know, we tell the kids they forget. We're, so. we're probably more of the strict house. Yeah, I think so. You know, and again, not super not strict, strict, but, but you know, like they, they don't eat or drink in their rooms unless it's water, because we don't want to find a moldy grilled cheese sandwich under exactly. my son's bed. Mm. We're right. at the other house. They can do those things. Yeah, and then so I get some pushback on that for a little while. Right, but. from from the kids. But then I get a text from from the Maya mom. Say, you need to have a talk with your son. You know, I found, you know, half-eaten pieces of cheese under his bed. I'm like, that's not, you talk to him. It's yeah, like, it's your I, house. I, yeah, I said, hey, we don't let him eat in his room. That's yeah. up to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can deal with messes. I just don't like disgusting things. I don't like moldy stuff. But, you know, like you leave your clothes around. Okay, I was a teenager. I was messy too. So I can't can't really blame them too much for that we don't want it to be like an episode of hoarders in their room yeah exactly just nothing gross (laughs) well i was going to ask you about that too crystal because you not having children to going into a home where children leave everything everywhere yeah even if they're quote quote organized or clean there's still shoes that they don't put in the exact right place or a jacket or oh yeah all the shoes yeah i i had to i had to live through the shoe war yeah i know i like the shoes taken off when they come in the house so sometimes we have to remind them of that i mean the good thing is i i think i've nachoed long enough um from off bat where now um I've established some trust with the kids. So if I ask them to do something, you know, that it's okay. Yeah, I, I still don't say a lot, but you know, if it's something that dad has gone over a bunch of times and I just see that, oops, they forgot their shoes in front of the door. I'll ask them, Hey, please take your shoes and put them in the laundry room. And, it, and it's almost more effective because we're like, Oh God, they're, they're yeah, shocked. Crystal's like, saying like, something. Well, if Crystal's saying something, <laughs> it, yeah, it's probably bad. Yeah. I need to do this right now. So, but, but yeah, what you said is perfect though. You have built trust with them and a bond with them where they know you're not just being the evil stepmom. Yeah. And they respect you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, as the step parent, you never have the advantage of like growing up with our bio parents. They brought us into the world. They can take us out. That's not the case with me. Amen. Dad, maybe, but not me. So. And and she's actually calmed me down a a little bit because I would sometimes get into kind of loud arguments with my son over things. And, you know, afterwards, she'd pull me aside and be like, you know, hey, you know, it's probably not that big of a deal. And, you know, he might be right on this. And it's like, once I'm calmed down, I can kind of think about it. And I'll, I'll go back in there and be like, okay, Crystal made me see that I might have overreacted on this. <laughs> but that's also given her some points. It's yeah. like, okay, sometimes they think, you know, Crystal is on their side. Yes. So. Right. I mean, if, if, if the bio parent in the house has your back, that, that makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. I think it's a perfect combination of if you nacho a little bit. Bio parent has your back and doesn't let them disrespect you. You're golden. I think that's the goal. Mm-hmm. And what he just said is perfect too. Of he goes in there with his kids and says, "Crystal made me realize that <laughs> I may have been overreacting or whatever." <laughs> right. Because that that's golden. It really is. Yeah. That's like giving you, you know, the crown, the stepmom crown. Yeah, I can't think of any particular situation, but sometimes, you know, we'll be with them. And Mike will say they need to do something. And they're like, well, Crystal would make us do that. Yeah, that must be yeah. coming from you, Dad. Right. <laughs> it's like, if you only knew. That's about like me sitting at the kitchen table with the kids. And they're like, 
oh, we got school tomorrow. And I'm like, well, if I was your mom, I wouldn't make you go to yeah. school. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then I would say, what do you mean? Their mom doesn't make them go to school now. <laughs> yeah. I'm the only one got any sense around here, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Or or my my daughter, she goes, she She's very artistic, so she wanted to dye her half her head pink and half her head blue. Oh yeah, and I'm like, are you sure you want to do that? And she's like, well, Crystal would think it's pretty. And I'm like, um, okay. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the back, I'm like, I don't know if she should do that, but you know, I'm not going to be the bad guy. So I'm like, oh, you know, it's up to your parents. <laughs> that is so smart of you because you have prevented and eliminated so much stress on your blend and yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was almost, you know, when she mentioned being on the podcast, I was like, I don't even know if we'd have anything to talk about because we're pretty boring. I know. Dude, macaroni and cheese in the bathtub is not boring. <laughs> well, I, I didn't I didn't realize that was going to come up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if if I could put some kind of hazmat suit on and get in the bathtub and not worry about all the germs getting me, then I might could do that. Right. Why bathe in your own filth? I Ew. know. It makes no yeah. sense. I know. Yeah. Our shower, you don't have options. It's a stand-up shower only. Yeah, I wish mm-hmm. the kids were, uh, their bathroom was the same way, but it is what it is. We didn't get to choose. Yeah. <laughs> well, Crystal and Mike, it has been great having you on our podcast. Great talking to you guys. Yeah, it was very, very fun. Yep, absolutely. All right. Well, we will we'll let you go so you can, uh, it's probably dinner time your way. Sure is our way. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, Crystal, it's time for you to fix him some food. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tofu no, <broth>. no, David. <laughs> no. What do you mean, no? He said Crystal cooks for him. Just because you don't cook for me doesn't mean other women don't cook for their men. It's happened. I've seen it on TV. It happens. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, the only reason I cook is because of my son. Yeah. They, kids need to eat. He told his doctor that I only have him eat high-sodium frozen meals. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, our, hey, our kids had a frozen big banquet baked ziti thing for, for dinner tonight. Yeah. As you say, Lori, you know, you could, you should only care as much as the parents do. So whatever. There you go. And she see- is the parent. <laughs> <laughs> and David, he, he'll eat cereal and not complain. Yeah. I looked out on that for sure because I just don't like to cook. But again, because of my son, we've actually started cooking these, the HelloFresh meals. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. They're good. We did that for a while. Yeah. They are. Yeah. They, they really are. Um, except for they lie about their prep time. It'll say five minute prep time, and thirty five minutes later, I'm still right. in there chopping up a lemon. <laughs> I know, kind of small portions too. Was the only thing. Yeah, well, we ordered the one where you get four. You know, that servings oh, okay. for four, and it feeds three of us definitely plenty. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But I, we've enjoyed that because it gives um, Lori and I kind of a some time together because we we're always head down working all day long, mm-hmm. and. We have to be, I don't know about you guys, we have to be fairly intentional about time we spend together. Mm. Um, otherwise, we just kind of go in our separate ways all week long. Yeah. And so this gives us a, a, a time during the day, every day to kind of stop and say, all right, we're going to, you know, cook together and, and do this thing. So I'd rather it be painting or something like that because I hate cooking. I don't mind the cooking. Crystal does like to cook sometimes to a fault. Like when I came home Monday night, she had this grand chowder planned and we usually eat kind of early because I get off work at five, you know, we're usually eating by six, seven o'clock. She's still cutting vegetables. And I'm like, okay, we need to talk about this. <laughs> wow. And he was helping too in the kitchen. Cause there's an instant pot meal. So he's got that going. He's like, okay, you know, seven 30, what are we doing? <laughs> hey man, that instant pot is killer though. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Especially for vegetarian food. Well, I was going to say you can slap a whole frozen chicken in there and it's done in 20 I'm minutes. Sure, yeah. It's that vegetarian chicken for, for rice. We just throw in rice and, 
a ton of different vegetables and shut the lid. And when it's, you know, 10 minutes later, the rice is cooked, the vegetables are cooked and yeah, it's great. It's ready to roll. That and the air fryer. Yeah. Two main go-to things. Mm-hmm. Yes. I got an air fryer like Coles had all these coupon codes. My son has been using that like crazy. He'll cook hamburgers in it. My Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. we do too. Yeah. My niece yeah. told me I have hot dogs in it. He cooks fish sticks in it all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, fish is good in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we up we upgraded ours to a a bigger ninja one that had a bigger basket, but we can put like our beyond meat sausages in there and um just anything. Yeah, it's yeah. great with potatoes. Uh, potatoes. Oh, have you guys tried potatoes in the air fryer? Nope, but I'm writing down upgrade air fryer to ninja. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got this yeah, it's and it's very and it's very thin. This one is like uh you can actually like fold it up kind against the wall shape. so it like it's a, like a space saver, but it's got a huge basket. You can kind of you can see into it so you don't have to take it out and like oh shuffle the food around every once in a yeah. while yeah the potatoes are the best i've ever had he'll he'll slice them up and then um he'll put what olive oil um everything bagel seasoning <laughs> on the potatoes and do you put anything else little, on there little sriracha yeah a little sriracha it's great awesome mm. i'm right now thanks for giving her a reason to be on amazon <laughs> there you go <laughs> thank you wait for the coles cash yes wait yeah. for the coles cash yeah. i think that's actually how i got that one i think i paid like 12 bucks for it with my coles cash yeah. or something Yep. Yeah, I use the. Yeah, I, I get the Best Buy rewards money after buying all the TVs, so that's what I use. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> use for the uh, air fryer. Yeah. So yeah, Perfect. go go buy more TVs so you can get an air fryer. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Crystal and Mike, thank you again, and we look forward to talking to you again in the future. Okay. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you for having us on. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Bye. Of course, I enjoyed having Crystal and Button Push and Mike as guests on our podcast. Not only because they now have me looking for a Ninja air fryer. Oh, they had those at the auction the other night. <gasps> they were the Mac Daddy, like dual, not drawers. What are they? The little sliding things? Baskets? Yeah, they had two baskets. It was amazing. I thought about you. Apparently not enough. I thought about you and how we didn't need something else sitting on our counters. It can go in the pantry. Nor do we need anything else in there. Okay. I'm starting to go to these auctions with you. Nope. Yep. Nope. That's my time away from you <laughs> and your work <laughs> and your lovely son. <laughs> David. What? I'm just laughing about the time that we went to the auction and I bid on something I didn't know what I was bidding on. That's every time you go to the auction. Oh, it was fun. I had a good time. No, yeah. She's she, she's like raising her hand. Finally, she wins. And she looks at me and goes, what did I win? <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, really? Well, I couldn't see and you weren't there and I'm like a foot shorter than you. Not really, but like a half a foot shorter and you would have been able to tell me what they were pointing to. But you're supposed to know that before you bid, not afterwards. Well, they were where I was. They were bidding on what I thought was what I wanted. So but Lord, let's just go ahead and tell people. I probably tripled my money off of what I bought. You, yeah, you got lucky. Yeah, I did. Hey, look, you're you supposed lucky. to. You married me. Uh, that's true. Yep. You're supposed to know what you bid on before you bid. That's how it works. You don't bid, then go, okay, what well, was it that I was trying to buy? We're bidding on pallet number seven. They say, all right, we're bidding on this. Here's a bunch of miscellaneous stuff, which is what I had looked at that I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, oh, Lori's a millionaire. <laughs> yeah. And then I think one of the other previous times you went to the auction with me, you bid on all kind of crazy mess. Like you making up stuff. No, you're bidding on old money. Oh, I, I love old money. Yeah. Like there's a, here's a quarter from 1972 and Lori bids $10 on it. 
That, I'm like, it's a quarter. It's still worth a quarter. That is not true. <laughs> I have been buying old money since I was probably five years old. That's when it was old money. Because <laughs> my friend Amy, her daddy, collected rare coins. Look, you're not buying rare coins. You're just buying old money. David. What? Stop. It's true. Now, when I end up with that coin that's worth a lot of money, you ain't getting a dime. Even is it going to be an old dime? <laughs> of course, it'll be an old dime, but you ain't getting it. Yeah, trust me. You ain't got no money worth anything more than the face value of what it is. Oh, all lies. <laughs> all lies. <laughs> I have a solid silver quarter. Oh. Thank you. And it's probably worth 27 cents. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And you pay $5 for it, I'm sure. <laughs> no, I looked up and got it out of a drink machine. All right, let's get back to what we're supposed to be talking about. Well, quit fussing with me. And <laughs> it's so easy. Oh, she knows. Because you're pushing my buttons. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. I don't have the energy for that. Leave me alone. <laughs> so David asked Crystal and Mike, like, why are y'all listening to our podcast? <laughs> because it sounds like y'all have a good blend. Mm-hmm. And of course, I said for entertainment value. <laughs> and she said, no, that has helped her. And not only because they hear stories and go, oh, thank God, that's not us, but because it validates her need to step back. Mm-hmm. She's saying, see, I am doing this right, Mike. And <laughs> <laughs> go drink your hard lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to have a drink made after me. That'd be awesome. I can think of a couple of names. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you can. David's douche. No, you didn't. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up because I'm telling you what. <laughs> had about enough of you already. For David's today. dirty lemonade. Well, you could get worse. So I'll take that. I'm going. You better wrap it up because I'm right, my head. <laughs> Thanks for listening today. And uh, we're going to cut it really short here because <laughs> hey, Lori's off the chain. We need a drink. We need a nacho kids drink. Everclear. <laughs> <laughs> Everclear, the nacho kids <laughs> <laughs> drink. Uh, yeah, they don't make nothing strong enough for that. There you go. All right. Thanks for listening, folks, and join us next week as you learn about more stuff. And in between the learning of stuff, it'll be a whole bunch of nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, life is good when you nacho. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nacho Kids podcast. Find us online at nachokids.com. Until next time, remember, life is good when you nacho.